0: This one's for anyone who leads other people in any kind of work or in your family even, I guess. The question is, how do you get people to follow you when you don't actually know where you're going? That's kind of the new leadership uh, way that we seem to be in with this really unpredictable time of this pandemic, just going on and on, heading into the third straight year of a bit of chaos and confusion and a bit of division and a lot of uncertainty. It's pretty hard to know where you're going as a leader. When so much is way beyond your control. So, how do you do your job well? How do you lead your people and your family and all of that well? How do you lead your team well in 2022? Well, here are five things that I picked up during the week, which I thought were great. Number one, maintain a non anxious present. Sure, you're not confident or clear on the inside, you're heading into a third year of unpredictably crazy time. In the world that's become increasingly unhinged, people are looking for leaders who are, for lack of a better term, hinged. In the 1979 Vietnamese boat people crisis, thousands of Vietnamese people set sail in small ships looking for refuge in other countries. One panicked person could sink an entire boat. Conversely, one calm person could diffuse the tension. And the journey would continue you need to be that calm person as best you can even when you might feel like you're falling apart inside when the pandemic first hit in 2020 many people cited edwin friedman's metaphor of cultivating a non-anxious presence as the initial panic of global pandemic gives way to frustration and exasper- exasperation it's kind of worth revisiting in a crisis says friedman the difference between the organisations and communities and families who survive and flourish versus those who disintegrate, it was the presence of a well-differentiated leader. I want to stress that by well-differentiated leader, I don't mean an autocrat who tells others what to do or orders people around, although any leader who defines himself or herself clearly may be perceived that way by those who are not taking responsibility for their own emotional being and destiny but rather I mean someone who has clarity about his or her life goals and therefore someone who is less likely to become lost in the anxious emotional process swirling all around. So I mean someone who can be separate while still remaining connected and therefore can maintain a modifying, non-anxious and sometimes challenging presence. I mean someone who can manage his or her own reactivity to the uh, automatic reactivity of other people and therefore be able to take stands and look at the risks of displeasing others if necessary. Leaders who can do their venting privately and their leading publicly will have a much better season ahead of them than leaders who don't do that. Number two, ask yourself, is it helpful? When it comes to figuring out what to share publicly and what to hold privately, uh, use the simple test. Ask yourself, is this helpful? Is it helpful that you share what you're feeling? If you or others can't answer with a yes, process that privately then. Keep it private. That's not being a fake person or a pretender. There is such a thing as a toxic positivity where you maintain the fake face that nothing ever fathes you, thereby not allowing honest and real conversation and decision making in the team or family. It is as damaging as toxic negativity that just moans and groans about everything and plunges everybody into an, an inability to do anything. So anger, frustration, exacerbation and despair are really helpful to talk about publicly while you're experiencing those emotions inside. Process them long enough to help people and maybe only then share them. You can still be upset, but having processed them, worked through them, thought through them, at least your emotions are moving people in a better direction. Number three, create space to reflect, think, plan and even strategize about the future. You've now been running hard almost non-stop for two years. Some of you have been doing that for even longer than that. The one thing most leaders haven't done for a few years now is make space in their everyday workplaces and days to reflect, pray, think, plan and strategize. That's got to change. You can't get clarity on what you need to do to make progress when running at 100 miles an hour doing things that aren't helping you make progress. When a crisis moves from acute to chronic, from you know short-term to long-term, you need a new approach. When you're caught up in an anxious whirlwind of non-stop deadlines, meetings, and the brain fog that crisis brings, you're almost certain to never make progress. A leader recently told me that you can't solve work problems while at work. There's a lot of truth in that. Even taking a simple hour at a coffee shop at a lake, by the river, in a quiet place, in a room somewhere, home or the office or a walk. Doing that every day will help you keep the clarity that you need. As you move into the future, ask yourself, what space will I carve out every day to reflect and to think and to plan and to strategize? For people of faith like me, I intentionally left prayer off the list because I'm guessing you're praying daily, which is awesome, but you have to go beyond that and prayerfully reflect and think and plan and strategize as well if you don't carve out that time to do that starting now there won't be much of a future left to plan for or at least not one you're happy with anyway the solution to your unsustainable pace isn't more time off or a week at the beach the cure for an unsustainable pace is to create a sustainable pace and number four be honest about what isn't clear certainty has always been an illusion of sorts anyway but in times of rapid change and confusion it's even harder to find when the fog begins to lift and you get some clarity on next steps, you might still be overwhelmed by how much isn't really clear. And that's okay. The world is cur- currently upside down. The people, you, uh, the people you lead know that, so don't pretend to know something that everyone knows you don't know. Leaders who cast vision by saying things like, there are many things that we don't know, or things are changing constantly, or obviously there's a lot out of our control, They engender more trust than leaders who claim certainty in the midst of chaos. Most people will trust you more when you're honest about what you don't know. And there's a lot we just don't know right now, particularly. Number five, last one, of course, There's focus on what's clear. The mission and, of course, there's also a lot that is clear. Your daily time to reflect, sort, sift and strategize will help you zone in on that. If you're a restaurant owner, for example, you know that people need to eat and that they appreciate great food. If you're in tech, you know that people will continue to buy phones, download apps and try to solve problems with technology. And if you're a preacher or a church leader, there's an abundance of clarity you can offer in the midst of uncertainty. The mission is always clear. That's what we cling to and drive to and work with. That's why people are with you in the first place. In a sea of uncertainty, focusing on the mission, well... That's a bold act of leadership that's really needed. Anyway, I don't know how you lead or who you lead, but I hope this has been helpful. And you might want to check out a great uh, resource, Kerry Newoff, wonderful uh, podcast and uh, website, uh, kerrynewoff.com. Yeah, definitely worth a uh, look. C-A-R-E-Y, Kerry Newoff, N-I-E-U-W-H-O-F. Check it out, it's really good. Catch you next time.